Father, we just give you praise and thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for life. Thank you for health. Thank you for a sound mind, O Lord. Thank you for everything that you have made available to us this morning. Nothing we have done on our own, O Lord. And this morning, we want to take this service that you have organized to point the focus and the attention back to you, back to the work that you are doing through us. And we surrender ourselves to you, Holy Spirit, this morning. I surrender myself, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. For you have plans for your people. And we just pray, O Lord God Almighty, as we're gathered together here, your body, your church, your people, O God, that you have bought through your cross, through your blood. O my King and my God, there's a work for us to do on the earth. And that is why we're here this morning. There is a work that you've called us to. There are ministries in our lives, O God. And souls are waiting on us, O Lord. They are waiting on us. O my Father who art in heaven, this city of London, this nation of Canada and the nations of the world are waiting on the sons of God to arise and to come and claim the souls, O Lord God Almighty, those that are lost. And there are so many. So we have no agenda this morning, O Lord. But to accommodate your will, your purposes, your kingdom mandate, your gospel, your message, your cross. Yes, Lord. We are unqualified this morning also. I am unqualified this morning, O Lord. We just make room, make space for you, O Lord. We ask that you show us grace and mercy this morning. Yes, Lord. And I pray, O Lord Jesus, this morning that you would take, irregardless of where any individual is this morning with their relationship with you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, my prayer, O God, before they, this service is through, that they might know you deeper. They might commit to your Lordship. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Lead us this morning, Holy Spirit. Renew our hearts, our minds, everything within us. Give us a fresh start, we pray, O Lord God Almighty. Unburden us of every heavy thing this morning. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. You said wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. I pray, O God Almighty, that there is an agreement in this house this morning. And that you are here. And I thank you for the faith that you have given us. <laughs> I thank you for the faith. Oh God. Hallelujah. Quicken your bride. Quicken your people. Oh Lord Jesus. Open our eyes to the man that you created. When you formed us in your likeness and your image. Let that revelation come to each and every person in this house and online. Father in the name of Jesus this morning. Oh Lord God Almighty. We surrender to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Wonderful people of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm reading from Psalms 100. And it says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Ha! Praise God. Hey. One of the ways that we receive from God is to regard him as God, the sovereign God of the universe. Each and every time that we come in his presence, it's very important that we approach God according to our 
he has invited us to approach him. And sometimes we do not receive because our approach is not consistent with who he is. Amen. So we really want to reset our mind and our hearts this morning and understand that we are not before coming before some president or some earthly king. It's the sovereign God of the universe, the creator of the heaven and the earth. Verses 4 it says, enter into his, his gates with thanksgiving. And sometimes, you know, your mind is not cooperating with scripture. Sometimes your body is not cooperating with scripture. But we have a spirit on the inside of us. And I invite everyone this morning to understand that, I mean, if you have not given your life over to Jesus Christ and his Lordship, we can speak about that at the end. But for the others that have been walking with God, we need not be influenced by our physical bodies and our minds when we come in the presence of God. We can step into who God created us to be. We are spirit beings. We are born again. People. Amen? And if we can do that, we can shift ourselves and receive from God before we leave His presence. And we can receive deliverance for our minds, healing for our bodies, and all of those wonderful things that God has prepared for us. Amen? Why am I saying that, guys? I don't want to go before God that is, that is able to do all things and then don't receive. Huh. Amen? And in particular, in this church, we have great expectation. Like, we are asking God, Jesus Christ, basically, the people that are, will be praying here later on in the night are asking God to visit the city of London. We're asking Jesus Christ to take a break from his throne and the comfort of heaven for a moment. Hey! And come and ha! touch the city of London. That's what we're asking for. Hey! We have been asking for a while. And we are persistent. Ha! We are very persistent. We're asking God, you ask a hard thing. Yeah, we're asking God a hard thing. But we're not asking, asking God ignorantly. And that's why we're doing a lot of preparation. We have been doing a lot of preparation. We're not negating obedience, sacrifice, before we receive revival. So God is, has been stretching every individual in this church really stretching us because he's not just giving off his precious anointing and presence without a human being is transformed into the likeness of his son amen and that's why we have been going over principle after principle after principle and you know there are times and seasons in God and he knows when to bless you with that whatever it is that you're praying for he knows when the maturity is there that we might be recipients of his grace and his anointing because the very blessings that God brings to us they can actually destroy us if we don't know how to steward them amen so this morning we've been speaking on the three dimensions of prayer the mystery of answered prayers now think about this for a moment guys how many prayers on average go up to heaven forget about daily every hour Think about how many, I'm talking about Christian prayers. I'm not talking about the other religions that are 
praying to demons like the Muslims and uh, the Hindus and uh, who else? I like to call them out. You know, I'm not talking about those folks who are praying to, to um, demons. We're talking about, there's only one way you can get your prayer answered through God, the creator of the heaven and the earth. And that's through his son, Jesus Christ, period. He's the, he's the way. But how many prayers are being prayed in churches and have been prayed in churches asking God for revival? And God was answered with a resounding no. He didn't grant them something that was a promise in his word imagine that god has promised us so many things and we are praying about those things and then god is not giving us the things that he has promised us we are how many churches do you think guys globally are praying for revival and have prayed for revival over the last let's just say the last 10 years how many revival have we heard of in the last 10 years not too many so see we begin to ask questions like why 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 is the car not starting when you put the key in there and turn the mechanics gonna figure that thing out amen so that's what the Lord will ask we this is why we go through scripture this is why we ask God for understanding, for wisdom, and ask the Holy Spirit to give us revelation concerning the missing ingredient, since it's a promise from God. Amen? So, the Lord, um, I had a message, and last night I had a, kind of like a divide. I was confused for a moment, because I thought I was supposed to speak on this message, and then I'm getting another thought from the Holy Spirit. And it's very, like, you know like a fight in my mind I'm not so sure about tomorrow anymore am I even supposed to be you know preaching or maybe the worship team or maybe we do testimonies because God is not the author of confusion right but the Holy Spirit is actually getting my attention to something that he wants me to speak about even before I speak about the word and that is the preparation that is necessary for revival amen what are we asking God for when we ask God for revival we're asking him to bring Potentially in a church like this, this church could be full and we go to a first and a second service within a moment time and we have no use for this building. That's the type of response that we will have when there is a revival. Now, I'm asking, I'm, you know, listen, I'm asking you guys now, based on what God has been teaching and, and um, instructing and how he has been transforming and maturing us. Do we have individuals here that could take a brand new believer? Hello? And begin now to disciple and teach them. After sitting, for example, two years, do you believe that you could take a, a believer and um, instruct them in the word of God by the Holy Spirit? Do you have enough of the word of God inside of you that you could lay out the foundational principles for that brand new believer that he might truly come and stay in the Lord because we don't want to catch fish and then throw back the fish we don't want to lose them back and we can lose them because of something that we did not do meaning there's no understanding there's no wisdom and they get frustrated and they go back in the world so that's what we're asking God for some folks think it's just like oh you know the supernatural miracles you have to convert the miracles the power of God into souls into disciples 
or else the whole thing was another Hollywood movie. And I'm sure they can depict a Hollywood movie and show limbs growing up. The difference with them is just for entertainment. The difference with us is that that miracle is supposed to claim souls, disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or else we're going to just all everybody's looking at what God can do and we are shocked and then we throw we freeze that's not what we want here guys so there has to be a body of ministers here ready for the harvest that is coming in there has to be a group of people ready for that that's my preparation that's what it's about for me you know I'm excited to see the miracles okay but souls guys People have to be saved and then they have to be taught they have to be instructed they're coming in here and they have no idea what kind of an environment what kind of space is here what is written in the in the Word of God and they are doing everything contrary to the Word of God the, the scripture says by whom a man is overcome by that same man is brought into bondage meaning that if you don't have someone that is really strong in the Lord will instruct those individuals before you know it this place can become like we have seen Paul wrote to several of the churches they were they were like living ungodly lives and they had seen the power of God so do you see why God hold off a little bit on granting us increase because we know that increase comes from God he can do it any moment any moment God can fill the great the largest building that we have down here in London he can put 20,000 people 30,000 people in a moment time that one plant one water God bring the increase I know that if you're not getting the increase it's not because of what you're it's because of where you are God is not gonna give us what we cannot steward. hello so he's tweaking us he's training us we have to turn that corner before he brings and that's what the whole spirit was this is the turmoil that was in my mind last night as i thought about the ministration this morning and i called a few people already to articulate this are we ready for revival it's like professional athletes okay they focus on training and preparation only consistent with the sport that they play they make no reservation for the 10 million dollar contract that they're gonna sign and in a moment 10 million dollar is in a teenager's hand and five years later they're broke and living on the street that has happened in the NBA it has happened in the NFL the NHL all of those leagues they had no reality concerning finances and investments and assets they made no provision for that in their planning to become a superstar and one thing God has taught me truths are parallel truths are parallel but when God is gonna and listen we are when we talk about the Lord we're not talking about money no we're talking about anointings we're talking about influence over people's lives they're sitting before you and you and I are going to be instructing them and they're going to take what you and I are saying and build your life on that. And the only value it will have 
from God's perspective is if we're instructing them in the word, in the word of God. So we really are asking God for a lot. We're asking God to do for us this in this particular ministry here what he has not done for I, I would say any church in London at least that it has not reached my ear that has been a, a, a great revival down here in a long time and we're asking God to do that here what are we doing how are we preparing differently from them why will he say yes to us if he's not saying yes to them are they not walking according to his precepts there's a level of disobedience that is around the churches basically that we're actually going into and no element of God is in there. A high level of disobedience, meaning that they are all over this country and all over the world. God is saying no to stuff that he has promised often. It's a fact, guys. We might also, well, they like to say, get up and smell the coffee. Well, I want you to take your nose and put it right at the cup. And whiff. Take a wake up whiff. It's revival we're asking for. Are you ready? Do we have pastors here? Do we have leaders here? Do we have people ready? God can swing his hand and he doesn't have to do that. We know he can do all of this. He has proven himself already. The variable is us. Amen? So we've been talking about the three dimensions of prayer. And we started um, in the book of Luke. Luke 11 verses 1 now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased that one of his disciples said to him Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples so he said to them when you pray say our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come Number one, when you pray, he's teaching them the revelation that I hope you know. This father that I've been speaking to you about, he is your father, your loving heavenly father. And Christ wants his disciples to know, when you pray, go to your father. That changes your perspective on God in that moment. When you think of, about God as a loving father. And we see if we, if we find someone on the earth that truly is a father we will see how they love and take care of their children right but no compare being a father God being a father compared to an earthly father so the revelation that God is our father must be one of the revelations that is constructed in our faith is our loving Heavenly Father and if that has not been your revelation the Holy Ghost give it to you now now amen Freely have received, freely give. Hey! Amen. So Jesus was taking time to instruct his disciples accordingly. And then, verses 5. He took them a little bit deeper, guys. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on, this, on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And he's using a parable here again. 
to explain something to his disciples that they might really have understanding. Verses 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks, receive. And he who, seek, and he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Talking about God being our friend. So he's a father. And if you read, actually, let's go to John, John 15, 15, I believe. It says, actually, let's start reading from verses 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. See? So he's showing us how to become a friend of God. If we do whatever he instructs us to do, which is to obey his commandments. And no longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what, I, what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So we move on now. We have promotion comes, guys. God has elevated us through his son Jesus Christ to a position of friendship oh Lord God Almighty we're talking about how to get your prayers answered obedience and now this morning really quick we want to talk about the revelation of God as judge hey! the revelation of God as judge the mystery of answered prayers if, you, if we learn these principles as a church here, revival is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Absolutely guaranteed. God has given us prom sure promises. Meaning, if you do some things, he does at the personal level, right? But revival is not for one. Revival has to do with the body. It has to do with others. And that's one of the harder things. Because you can discipline yourself and so forth, but you really have to depend. Obviously, it's the grace of God. But when you're going to pray and be organized in a church setting with others, that there is a particular work that only the Holy Ghost can do. Because we are all from different backgrounds, different opinions, and getting us to all come here and get out of our mind, our past, and all of those things, and come into oneness, into agreement, that is the work of the Holy Ghost. And that there is where, why many churches have given up on revival but we ain't giving up because we have some we are we have some principles principles here on how to overcome the difficulties and the hindrances to that dimension of God being re released we have some revelation and understand given from the Lord that can make us pretty much unstoppable we are unstoppable with the body of Christ we are unstoppable and that's why I speak with this kind of strength and boldness it's guaranteed it has to come not even God can jump out of this when a man make up his mind to hold on to that covenant you have it is that in other words because he wants it to be that way you have God in a corner understand my context guys we have him in a corner because he delights to do what we're asking him and he has given us an invitation to believe for that let's go to Luke 18 Jesus he didn't stop there. 
Luke 18 and verses um, 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. See? Men always ought to pray and don't get discouraged. Hello? Do you see why we constantly, even though, I mean, we're a brand new church still. I was reading about the Argentinian revival a few weeks ago. I spoke to you guys about it. And there was a church, I think they had like, I don't know, like 10 people for like, 10, 15 people for like over 10 years. That congregation never go, grew. Somebody should go and study that revival with that little group of people. They never, they were not contending for revival. But eventually they got tired of where they were. And God grant them that revival. Then he spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart, saying, There was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Get justice from me, for me, for my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Hey! Hallelujah. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And listen to verse 7. I hope this gives you courage now, guys. I hope this gives you strength. Hey! How you persevere in prayer. If I... An unjust judge who doesn't have any identity of God inside of him. He's, he's thinking, this woman is going to wear me out. I'm going to move on her behalf. How much more will God for us? Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? See, we're crying out day and night to him. Though he bears long with them. And this is the key here. Though he bears long with them. Why is he bearing long with us? Is the question. He's bearing long that we might mature. He wants to answer the call for revival. The call for souls. The call for miracles, signs and wonders. The call for what we saw in the book of Acts. He's bearing long with us that we would mature. That we would surrender. And some of us know how many times we have visited church and still know we have not really surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We are on again, off again, Finnegan's. If you were arrested today for being a Christian, would there be sufficient evidence to convict you? Huh! Would you have a Bible in your possession? Huh? Is there any strength inside of you if they arrest you? For being a Christian, some of us would be acquitted. This is a non-believer. We would even preach to the police. Hey! He's bearing long with that mentality. God is bearing with us that we might come to the next level. That he might say yes to what he has promised us. Amen? Verses 18, I tell you that you will avenge them speedily. God, because of our constant praying, 
an attitude and perseverance that never gives up never gives up oh, never gives up press hey that's why we're praying tonight you know guys that's why we say forget about the um you know the barbecue that we could do tomorrow and the potluck and all that type of enough enough canada is known for food enough of that and that's just the beginning on top of it guys hey something has to give i ain't staying down here read about moses abraham enoch and all of those guys and go here and, and then live like this no way something has to give and we have a few people here that are in agreement Damn. and the scripture is actually encouraging this so we are going to labor until that revival comes let's go to the book of psalms psalms 78 let's read verses 5 for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them the children who would be born that they may rise and declare them to be their children that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God and keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God look what it says in verses 9 the children of Ephraim being armed and carrying bows bows turn back in the day of battle God assembled a group of people and told them and in the day of battle they, they cowered out hey! they chickened out and God chronicled in his word that we might see that that we might not chicken out they turn back that's what you call cowardice we ain't doing that guys the revelation of God as a judge I hope you know if God is your father is your friend and your father and then the revelation that of him, of him being a righteous judge whatever is in your life right now huh, that the devil have placed there has placed there this is the moment that he can end for you because your father wants to set you free your friend wants to set you see free why is it that the prayers for healing for family restoration and those type of prayers are not answered why is it that so many prayers are not being answered the legal aspect of it the legal aspect of it god is a fair and just judge and when you want when you have an issue you must take that issue before the courts of heaven you must understand how to go before the courts of heaven let's look in you see we oftentimes pray we read the word but we don't have understanding we need to have understanding even we're talking about listen as much as we can come here and just do a prayer here but the devil has legal agreements with the city of London here. The people down here and the forefathers have been 
doing every ungodly ha for the last 500 years and the land is polluted the whole land down here is polluted so no amount of prayers without understanding is gonna unlock this because God is not gonna come and join that he has to purge this place so we have to un we have to assemble a group of kingdom people that can ascend the mountain of God who shall ascend the mountain of God clean hands pure heart and then those people can come now understanding that God is friend father friend and just judge and that Jesus Christ paid for the atrocities that has happened here in this city and in, in Canada and the rest of the world and then it's from that place that we pray now and ask God for mercy and ask God to let the blood of Jesus Christ speak because the devil the people that he has we see so many folks on the street here in London they have an agreement with the devil and God ain't moving until that agreement has been broken let's look into scripture for this guys if this is the first time you're hearing this revelation well it's just that you've not heard it before it's been around the body of Christ for a long time God will give you understanding this morning let's go to the book of Daniel Daniel 7 verses 9 I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated see a throne and the ancient of days was seated his garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was pure wool and look at this his throne was a fiery flame its wheels a burning fire a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him and look what it says a thousand thousands ministered to him ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him ten thousand times ten thousands wow that's like a hundred million you see that you see the type of environment that surrounds God look what it says at the end the court was seated and the books were opened the court this is depicting a heavenly courtroom and there's a righteous judge there and every agreement that the devil has with us Jesus Christ nailed to the cross so whenever there is anything that is happening in your life whether it be generationally physically financially I hope you know you need to take your case, your case in particular before God and see what is it that someone in your generation did why you have diabetes and heart disease that's what the doctors over here like to tell people you're predisposed to this blood condition to this heart condition because it came down your lineage how do you break it since you're in Christ and he says in Isaiah 53 by my stripes you are healed how do you break it now see you got to you got to deal with the legal aspect of it meaning that you got to approach God as your father friend and then as the judge and and then you have to go through repentance to tear up that agreement that the devil has and that diabetes that is in your blood heart condition it leaves and if you don't deal with it this is why people just pray but you have to pray with understanding any job that you do in the material world they why do they vet your resume vet your experience to see whether or not you can turn up Monday morning and, and do 
this. And we want to do truths are parallel. We have to have understanding how to function in the realm of the spirit. And our spirit man is alive. John 3 talks about being born of the spirit. So we are not only on the earth. Our spirit is with God. So your spirit man. Huh, when you're in the spirit. You can, if you know how to bless the Lord like Moses did. You can step up into heaven. When the devil is actually there with your paper. Telling God why he has an agreement. With your health. And your, you can't walk in freedom. And you say, Lord, here I am. And I come in the name of Jesus. Hey! If we take these steps and then deal with every single issue, like we said, you can have, you can be in lawlessness for five years, ten years, and they catch you, okay? And they're finding you on video recordings. They're finding you with possession of stolen goods and all of those type of things. And they're charging you for every single one of those charges independently. Theft. You know, what else um, folks do? Illegal stuff that they do. I don't know. You know, murder. Um, you need some words, guys. Huh? What is it? A rapture. Oh, you broke the law because you, you um, stole cars. You broke into someone's home, speeding tickets, oh Lord, resisting arrest, running away from the officer, and you have to deal with all of those things in a courthouse. Answer to every single charge independently. God's justice system is like that, guys. This idea, oh, Father, I just repent. Really? Prayers are not being answered. Too many charges, and we want to come and get scot-free, and we don't even want to confess and deal with the thing. The proper way and the devil will beat you if you work out if you operate like that let's go to the book of isaiah i'm just showing you some scriptures consistent with the courtroom of heaven isaiah 43 and verses um 25 look what it says i even i I'm he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will remember, not, I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case. State your case. That you may be acquitted. Where do you hear those type of terms? Typically, we don't hear those terms in church because we don't have understanding of revelation. We think about the courthouse downtown London, downtown Toronto. That's where I'm hoping they, they have me for um, a speeding ticket and I'm hoping that I might get away. That they might be lenient. Even though they have, the last time I entered in, they had my photo with me going over the, the thing, right? After the red light and the Holy Ghost didn't cover my license plate. You know, sometimes we think that the anointing of God is going to set us free from the, the, the laws that are here. No. Amen? And then my wife, she did the same thing. And then both of us are in the courtroom at the same time, answering the same charge. And uh, she's nice about it, and then they want me to call the court, the, the, the uh, judge, your lordship. And I'm like, I'm not calling him no lordship. 
I mean, and he gave her money off. And then when it was my time, you know what I said? I said to him, you know, because we had to wait to, for the last. And everybody got a discount. And I, and I was like, you know, and their photo was worse than mine. I'm like, and my time now, and I'm like to the judge, you know, everybody that you gave money off, they had a worse case than mine. On account of that, you should have leniency on me. And plus, I didn't say your lordship, right? Because only one lord I know. So, you know, they didn't give me any discount. I'm like, you know, take the extra 70 bucks. You need it more than me. But I'm keeping my, my God. My father is rich. I'm not calling nobody no lord. Amen? Let's go to the book of Genesis, guys. Genesis uh, 4 and verses 9. We're learning how to pray with understanding, guys. We are learning how to come, you know, boldly before the throne of grace. We're not walking around on this planet here that my father, my friend, built, constructed, hey, and then created me and then said, dominate, hey. He said, dominate, rule. Don't rule over man, ha. rule over the earth, rule over the sea, hey. So, you, listen guys, we need to wake up, you know, if we really, hey, we must wake up in the body of Christ to the reality of who we are. Ha! And stop pecking like chickens. Ha! Some of us need to announce who we are to others. Ha! That we might, they might know ha! that you're a child of God. Ha! Some of us need to get up to the identity that is in Christ. Ha! And stop walking around this planet. Ha! Like we don't know who we are. That's why these principles are there for us that's why by the grace of the, the god they are being honed and constructed hey, in the people in this ministry here that are gonna um steward revival kingdom people steward revival god cannot wait huh, to unleash himself on the earth hey except the body of christ is holding him back holding him back huh. the children of israel that he had promised that land go and dominate take it hey and they were in the desert walking around. Year one. Guys, we read the story. Year two. Manna. The same meal every day. Round and round and round and round. Guys, the scripture is there as our examples. We're doing the same thing in the body of Christ. Ha! Oh, Father, help us, oh God. Are there a few here that is actually getting this, guys? Hey! That's what God is actually hoping in. Ha! Each and every one of these gatherings. Ha! The Spirit of God is moving in the pews right now. That's why I come down here and pray feverishly. Ha! Friday and Saturday. Lord, if there is somebody here ha! that have a heart for you, don't, don't, deep down. Ha! Trigger ha! their spirit, oh God. Turn their spirit. Ha! And set that man on fire. Hey! Somebody's here this morning. A few people are here this morning. Genesis 4. Hey! And verses 9. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother, brother's blood from your hand. So we see Cain's blood is actually crying. 
praying for justice justice under the old covenant god's justice system demands that every act of disobedience oh, there is payment there is payment thank god some of us are not under the old covenant oh lord god almighty i don't think i would have known it I made it guys thank god for mercy i'm i'm thankful i born way down in 2020 you know oh, because this standard is but today you and i we have a hope let's go to the book of uh, Hebrews Hebrews 12 and verses uh, 22 but you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven how do you oh, how do you get your name registered in heaven oh lord god almighty when you receive jesus christ as your lord and your savior your name is registered in heaven it's at that moment that you can you can't muslims can't come before the um muslims forget it guys you can't go up there you can't go up there you can't talk to the father he has no business with you huh! until the only business he has with muslims and hindus and buddhists and all of the other foreign religions is to open their eyes so that they can see some. They can't come in the courts of heaven. He can only come in one name. And that's the name Jesus Christ. For there is only one name given to man under heaven by which you might be saved, by which you might enter oh, into forgiveness of sins, by which you might say, oh, I'm a friend of God. And Allah can't do that. He's a dead rabbit, more than likely in hell as we speak. Hey! I like to preach the, um, the truth. Guys, in an uncompromising way. Hey! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verses 24. Verses 23. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all. See? The judge of all. To the spirits of just men made perfect. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. See that? And to the blood of sprinkling that Abel, that speaks better things than that of Abel. So the Bible talks about Christ being a high priest, seated on the right side of the Father, representing us in the heavenly court system. He's your lawyer. Hey! And if you take scripture, when you approach God, you can get the victory every single time. Amen? That's how we have guarantee. This is how we have understanding. And how now to pray. That's why we are instructing, especially even the young folks. Because the revival can be a double-edged sword, guys. Because there were so many revivals. In the Old Covenant, they had revival every day. Under Moses, they had revival every day. And we saw what happened to the disobedient in revival. Oh, the fire of God consumed them by the thousands. So when you, when you ask for that dimension of God, we're not talking about the, um, the Lutheran church up the street. When you ask for that dimension of God, if it would be, uh, from my, God would actually hold some of us accountable for bringing people into that type of station huh! with carnality that are not transformed, that are not matured. It will hold us accountable. I, I'd rather people get upset with me than I have to lay over their coffin and bury them. 
Because that's what happens when you have a revival in it. Because when that dimension of God is released in an environment, huh, Ananias and Sapphira. And then go, go read under Moses. And see when, when they disobeyed, because that they were in revival. That was the presence of God. And disobedience was there. Hey! And they paid the price. It's the same thing will happen, guys. Here. That's why we have to speak the truth that people might be prepared. Discerning the spiritual environment that you're in. In revival. Huh! Oh God Almighty. We see under the old covenant when the Ark of the Covenant was being transported back to Israel, how one man decided to touch that thing and handle that thing. And he's not a priest. Oh, that ignorance. Oh, oh, the Ark of the Covenant is falling off. Let me, let me help. Let me push it back up. Ignorance. Dead. So when you're when you're constructing a, a revival, you have to know your ministers. You have to know your worship team. And they have to really do the homework. Because I don't want to die. Huh! I, I don't want to come up here like a load mode. Come down here. Screaming. Revival, revival, revival. Hey! And I don't have no wisdom. I don't have no understanding. I don't have the fear of the Lord inside of me. And I'm casual around the altar. Huh! And then bring others into that. It's a serious thing, guys. When you read what happened, when they, um, they spoke against Moses, and Moses spoke and said, the earth will open up its mouth. And the earth opened its mouth. We didn't even know the, the earth has a mouth. The earth is a living thing with a mouth, like you and I. Hey! And the earth opened its mouth and sucking all of the disobedient by the thousands. And then the presence of God, or the destroyer, went into the congregation and, and sifted through the, um, the, uh, the children of Israel and killed them plague them and they died that's revival that's what we're asking God for they don't preach this dimension of God you know in North America oh, you know the grace of God you see why I know they think they're right well how come you're not having revival in North America in all other churches the result is not there we I'm intelligent enough we're intelligent enough to figure out why they are not getting Joel Austin he can have all of the gatherings all of the television uh, ministry but nobody talking about the dead being raised in his ministry nobody talking about signs wonders and miracles no it's just living your best life no god is not endorsing him like oh this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and now the power of god just went like that and boom on jesus and it was not just words the lame, the deaf, the blind, leprosy, right before people's eyes. He was doing that. Hey! We're smart enough to know why they don't have revival. They just want a, a good presentation on Sunday mornings. And some face is being projected globally. And the people that are in the pews, they have problems. They have issues. 
and they encourage them and they feel a little bit better and they go home. That's madness. Jesus never did that. Absolute madness. No wonder I ran away from those churches. As soon as I went to those churches and I saw, I didn't see the hand of God, I'm like, you know what? I'm better stay home. So we're not going to construct one more of those churches. No, not, not, not a chance. That's why we're speaking this with this level of seriousness. There's a reason. It's not bad manners. No, it's not bad manners. It's the reality of the fear of the Lord. The Bible said that the fear of man brings us near. So we see that we can, wherever you are, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith. We don't believe this, guys. Or if we do, we believe it only for an hour because we're in church. So right now, my faith is here. But by tomorrow, the faith is on the floor. And we go back to the same mindset that we had before. We need to ask God for sustaining faith. If you have a relationship of intimacy with him, your faith is going to be sustained. If you're doing what he's instructing us to do, always be in a prayerful state. Be a part of his body. Your spirit man is going to be encouraged. You will never lack in faith. You will never lack because someone is not there to encourage you. And the Lord is not there to lift you up and deal with your issue. Stay connected. Oh! That's why God said, put me in remembrance. Remember my word. Remember what, that I am your father. Don't let it be only for now. Let it be tomorrow. You have that capacity, you know. The, the mind of Christ, the Bible says, to permit the same mind that was in Christ Jesus also to be in you. The mind of Christ can be inside of you and I. And if we have the mind of Christ, we're constantly meditating on the things of God. Constantly having communion with God. This is what the scripture means when it says to walk in the spirit. We have that ability. It's more likely for us to do that because God thought about his way before the fall of man. So what we're doing, not walking with God, it's our own choice. We have give, been given, the scripture says, everything for life and godliness. Consistency. That's what Jesus is saying. Consistency. Men ought always to pray. That's how you breed revival. Ha! So we're, I'm not tired. Some folks probably thought I would be tired by now. Are you kidding me? You got to be kidding me. If you're in your spirit, your spirit can't get tired. It's just the mind. You can't get tired. You can't run out of gas. Ha! The Holy Spirit is in your sleep. Ha! It's just pumping you with faith. Pumping you with grace. Ha! That's all this thing. You can't feed your spirit constantly. You're just taking from God. Oh, all of what you need. We are designed. We are built. We are constructed like that. Except we are choosing otherwise. Hey! Discipline your mind. Discipline your body. And begin to see God like that. And your life will change. This is why it says now in, um, in the book of Isaiah 54, 17. And we read this scripture, and I hear it announced all the time. No weapon formed against, against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment. See that? Again, 
somebody is accusing us somebody is bringing agreements of our sins or iniquities and getting a ruling God is God don't think that when the devil accuses you God abides by his own principles so when we go out there and walk in sin okay and the devil bring that case and accuses us before God and show the evidence of what we did the devil win the case until repentance comes in and a turn comes the devil win the case on us this thing that means you have to walk this thing out every day the devil is the accuser of the brethren and how do you listen he goes beyond that hello the devil do more than that the thief coming not but for to kill steal and destroy the whole idea from these little attacks is to take your soul that's why I like to talk about the rap artists how you see how they die young because they ask a spirit a demon for an ability to rap and he give it to them in exchange for the soul and then one day he just come and say okay it's time now and suck the soul out of the body and they down in the, in the belly of the earth eternally so the thief he doesn't only come to rig, rig your physical body or to possess your mind or to mess up your relationships and your marriage and your finances no that there is with an intention to take our souls some people even deliberately sell their souls to the devil no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and look what it says now and their righteousness is from me says the Lord so we have an imparted righteousness from Christ that can set all of us free from every accusation of the devil any era of your life now that you have seen defeat it's your moment to step before the father with your case we're going to talk about um listen why am i what this here when we talk about revival this is what you're going to be teaching and instructing others or else you're going to have them into a ministry where you're praying 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 nothing is happening for them and then eventually they get discouraged because they're not getting breakthrough so if we don't have we're not saying the same thing we can't create another gospel it has to be one consistent gospel so when you minister to an individual you have to minister by the holy spirit and the word the holy spirit reveals the word so when a person comes to you now like you go before a doctor even in the world they know this when a person goes to a doctor you know unless he's very familiar with the person's case and familiar with their symptoms he might forego doing an examination because he he has that level of um, understanding concerning this particular patient if he gets a new patient and there he's, he's doing diagnostic he's taking his instrument instrument and he's determining what is actually happening and then he's gonna treat them accordingly or he's gonna refer them because that's not his area so we, what we are doing we're not doing like the doctors we're just like closing our eyes and praying without understanding I'm telling you you pass people like that they're not gonna have much confidence in you so you have to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit you have to know the Word of God and God will as he is mature you and teach you 
and know you have people coming and then you can say let's pray and ask God what's going on here God will communicate to us we're really walking in obedience we're called what is happening in this person's life and what how do they get breakthrough that's the role of the minister in revival that's what we need so if people are gonna come up here I'm not praying for everybody guys I'm gonna drop dead quick God just have me doing a little bit of this no in excess to prepare by his grace to prepare people that we might do the very same thing but we have to have people with understanding and every single time that an individual comes before you the Holy Spirit will give you a word or will use the wisdom that he has given you from the word and lead it lead you into how to give them breakthrough do you see what we need in revival now when people are coming from outside and they are they have all different types some are deaf some are blind all different types of sicknesses you know and the scripture is saying that there's a solution for every single person that comes in here except the limitation of the ministry that's what we're doing our homework and it's us guys as I was telling brother Levi I said brother Levi yesterday when I called you right I said brother Levi they're coming for you they're gonna look in your eye only you can look in their eye they're like this blind what you're gonna do now ha! is there any confidence to say Lord father in the name of Jesus let me take a pair of eye out of the throne up out of heaven ha! and place them there that miracle it's not this preaching excessive preaching and talking guys it's not that because all of us have a voice we can put somebody else here right and they can potentially use better words than me and convey an intellectual understanding but if God does not sign off with power oh Lord God Almighty might as well we had a donkey anointed brain you don't receive more amen so in 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 laying out so we laid out from the very beginning and you can go back online we laid out the foundational principles of the Christian faith we talk about maturing spiritually. We spoke about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, of healing, of miracles. We taught on all of those things. We, we actually had them on podcasts in preparing people for this revival. And if you really want to take, um, if you want the Lord to announce you and use you in this revival, here is some study. If you just came, go back. And some folks need to go back because we're going to call you. And at that time, we're going to call some folks. Hello, teach on the foundations. I'm having an expectation. Some folks are here. Teach on the foundations. Faith towards God. You're teaching people now to have faith in God. Rather than the sources that they were trusting before. And you have to come up here and teach. We're not just coming. Yes, I, listen, guys. I'm part, where I was born, there was a Pentecostal church next door to me. 100 meters. I couldn't sleep at night, guys. When they break loose in that thing, when they go up there, all crisp out in their whites at night. Hello? And call on the Holy Ghost and turn the benches over. Hey! Hello? But they never preached the gospel to me when they saw me in the morning. And too many people in the, in the community was not saved. They did not, how to, they did not know, they didn't have the revelation of how to express the anointing and grace of God to the community that others might come into salvation and healing. So we, I ain't duplicating that. Oh, 
Thank God for what they did. That's what they knew. But we're going beyond that. We want every individual that comes here. There must be an anointed person here. That, that individual might get breakthrough. Huh! It's the punishers anointing we have. We are killing the devil down here, guys. With the, with the testimonies. So the scripture said to study, to find yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. We're doing our homework. And God is bearing with us. Hey! But he's going to answer us speedily now. Hey! That's why we're coming down here and persevering in prayer. And we're having that revival. This revival is not an idea that I had. I don't have that type of confidence. I don't have a an idea. I didn't conjure up an idea and say, you know what? Maybe the city of London is better. No. God planted the seed inside of us and said and told us the very miracles that he was going to do. Long. Listen, guys, I was about my real estate business. I'm working full time. Okay? I, that's what I was doing until I had a knock on the door and it was Jesus. Hey! I had a visitation from God and he put me in the station here. Amen. Father, I thank you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Jesus. You're preparing us, oh Lord. You are preparing us. For you are the great teacher. You took fishermen, oh God. You did not take the princes of this world. You did not take the educated, oh God. Oh, for they would have stolen your, your honor and your praise. You took fishermen, oh Lord. Hey! Uneducated men. We are mindful of that, oh Lord. So I thank you, Lord, for the ones that you have brought here today. You're tooling us, oh God. You're teaching us. You're preparing us, oh Lord, to steward this, oh, this move that will be a move of your spirit, oh Lord. Oh! For many will come. Many. It's the cry. 